0: Murray Soldham. I'm joined by the Commissioner Brian Wells. Welcome to episode two of the ASI podcast where we discuss the always sunny and Emmitsburg Fantasy Football League. Brian's here. Today we're going to talk about the
1: draft lottery.
0: Brian, why don't you take him
1: from here? So the draft lottery we're going to do on Zoom. Dan Yen created the Zoom room. If you uh if you didn't see the text, I mean, you know, I'm going to just send the information back out to everybody once Wednesday rolls around, around the evening time. Ten guys responded, including myself and you. Um, The other two guys I texted separately, and they both can make it. So we basically have two yes and two, you know, maybe if the time works out. I think that Tyler is the biggest if. Rico – Rico is actually the biggest if in life in general, but I think Rico will will probably hopefully be able to make it. But the thing is, what we do the lottery with, the program that we use for the lottery, I can save a recording of and send that to whomever can't make it. So after each time we do a, the trial, I don't know how to say it without giving it away, I'm good, I am can copy a link that I can then send in an email to Tyler or to Rico or to literally anybody who, who wants to see it. And then they can just see how it unfolded. So the, what we're going to do is go on a website and, and uh, it's 100yardrush.com. So it's 100yardrush.com. And I have settings pre-established. And I'm going to actually just copy and paste it for myself right now. But what, what it is, is it's going to be 12 animated football players and they simply run 100 yards. But the way that I have it set up, you have certain settings where your player is going to run a minimum of one yard and a maximum of 10 yards at a time. It's a little confusing. The maximum minimum is five and the minimum maximum is six. (laughs) But and then and then it's also about the seconds per rush. It's one to eight. And again, there's a minimum and maximum within in there. But what we're going to do is keep it simple. It'll be like you have two dice And I make the comparison to APA. I think this is why I like it is because it reminds me of APA. But you roll two dice and let's say you have your one die and that's one through six. And you roll that a number of times until all those rolls add up to the number 100. So that means that you have completed the 100 yard rush. Your character has moved 100 paces. But the other die is recording the seconds it takes. And so for every time you roll the die for your yards, you roll for your seconds. And when you're done, you have your 100 yards, but you calculate how long it took you based on the dice roll of seconds. And that's exactly how this program works. So you're going to travel a minimum of one yard and a maximum of six yards at a time. And you're going to take one second at the minimum or six seconds at the maximum for your character to do that. You're not going to actually see the dice roll or the mechanics or any of that actually unfold. You're just going to see your character move slower or faster, and it's going to be compared with 11 other guys on the screen at the same time. So you'll see a football player with your name next to it, and then we click go. It counts down from three, and it's basically the Kentucky Derby in some ways. You just are rooting for the person that you bet on, which is yourself, and hoping that you can catch up or outrun everybody else And you don't know how long it's going to take. You could go six yards in one second, or you could go one yard in six seconds, and then you're screwed. And and you haven't tried it yet, right? I have not. Well, the way I see us doing it, and you let me know what you think, is each one takes two minutes. And I feel like if we get on a Zoom call and it's over in two minutes, that's kind of boring. So I've run in a bunch of trials just because i got a lot of time on my hands. And I think – I thought about three, but five limited the number of ties – and if it was going too slow for people, you can always speed it up. There's a way to do that. But I think it's fun how painstaking it is to watch your character. And then the way we'll do it is you come in either first or twelfth. And it's simple. I'll just tabulate. If you come in first, you get one point. You come in eighth, you get eight points. And the lowest score gets the first pick. And then if we have a tie, we just do a fat, the fastest speed possible to break the ties in a one-race format. What do you think? So how many races are we going to do? Probably five. And that would probably take us 15 minutes. Okay. That sounds good to me. Which doesn't take, it's the same amount of time as the hot dog eating contest and the home run. It's much, much shorter than the home run derby.
0: So, that is a great segue into the next
1: part where we discuss some of the ways we've done this in the past. Um,. I While we do this, by the way, I just clicked start rush. So I'm going to just okay. let you know when it ends to so see how fast it is. I'm watching it unfold. You go ahead. That sounds
0: good. I only remember two of our draft lotteries. And uh, I know we did a combination of the home run derby and the hot dog eating contest last year. Uh, it's the same weekend or the two weeks apart. I don't know, something like that. And um, a few years ago, we used the U.S. Open golf tournament right? Mm-hmm. Um, where we we, ju- we just drafted a golfer and we went with uh, the lowest scores. Is that what we did? Right.
1: Yeah, and that was the first year that I said we should choose which draft slot we have. So that was 2016. Okay. 2000, oh, that was 2017. 2018, we did the home run derby. 2019, we did the hot dog eating contest. So it was oh, number of home runs oh. in the derby. Okay. And then last year was number of hot dogs combined for the men's and women's champion. And, I, I mean, that was cool. The Home Run Derby, I think, was my favorite one because I actually watched and genuinely cared. And then after about 20 minutes, it was apparent that we were going to be way under what the total was. But, um, okay. two thousand. That's yeah. why I thought for
0: some reason I, com- I combined those two events. I thought that was the same year. Yeah. Because um, for the Home Run Derby, everyone was under – and for the hot dog even contest, I was, I guess, way over. We were way over. Yeah, so. and, I,
1: and Cox reminded me that was because it was hot that day, and Dan Shannon had called that. Cox or Sternick, one of them said it. By the way, the top three in the race have already finished. Everybody else is getting there. It was Klein, and then Tim, and then Tyler, one, two, three. And then it looks like I just came out of nowhere for four, Zach five, Sternick six, Dan Shannon, Dan Yen, and then – you're getting there man. <laughs> it's going to be Cox and then it's you, Kelson and Rico. Rico just flew by you. This is what's fun. Rico will be 10 and then it looks like you will be 11. Yeah, and Kelson 12. So, that's how we'll do it. I'll record 1 through 12 and then we'll just run it five times. I can shuffle the people up and and it's pretty cool. But so 2014, I was trying to think. I thought maybe I just did let the league randomize it itself, but I have a vivid me- a vague memory of Sternick and I in my apartment just drawing cards out, like drawing a name out of a hat and then drawing a card, one through queen, jack or whatever it is, one through queen. And uh, that was your pick. And that's probably what we did. And then in person for 2015, I did what we always used to do in high school, which was just take a deck of cards, one ace through queen, face down. The last place person just gets the first random choice. And that's what we did. And we wrote our names on the board. And then 2016, like you said, we did the, the golf tournament. And then I think you had the idea that we should get to choose our draft slot. Do you remember? Yeah, that?
0: that's what we do in my other keeper league. Uh, I like this. I like this method better. Um, I actually, I, I vaguely remember doing the, um, selection at your, uh, at your house because mm-hmm. I was, I'm one of those people who I want to know
1: my draft spot as early as possible. And, uh,
0: Think you yeah. were against that in the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was another thing. I know we had some arguments about that. I I remember just walking through the wild park system and you're texting me, like, I wish that we, you would just do the lottery <laughs> remotely so I can know. And I remember thinking, like, why do you care what pick you have? That's part of the fun is being unprepared in the moment. But now I love it. I really want to know what pick I'm going to have. And usually after we do the lottery process, I wait a couple of weeks for guys to look at their keepers. I don't know, honestly, if it matters. I think people Nobody really keeps a guy in the first four rounds anymore. So I don't think it matters what pick you have. You just keep who you keep. So I don't know if I really need to wait. I, I do anyway. Just, I don't know. I feel like it's early, but this year I might not wait as long. And I think last year I was waiting for like a week. And I, this is stupid. I'm just going to text everybody.
0: Yeah, I think this year we actually will have a couple um, on the top four rounds. I looked at that uh, before we went Here on. To the keepers. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to go into this now.
1: I'll open it up right
0: now. Why um not? So this actually goes into, you know, sort of my uh my draft selection philosophies. Um one of the things I like to think about is, you know, who who I'd be taking in the first two rounds and um if any of those people are going to be capped, you know, wiped them off the board. So Right. There's probably about 20 guys or so maybe 18 that I would think, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with these two being my two guys who are going to, you know, be the base of my team. Right. Um, two or three of those this year could be keepers. Um, Miles Sanders who would be a third, uh, King and Drake who would be a third and Austin Eckler who will definitely be kept for an 11th. Um, you know, I, I would consider having those guys as, you know, second
1: round picks. Um, I'm way low on Miles Sanders. I am high on Boston Scott, though, uh, relative to their ADP. Okay, that is
0: interesting. Um, but, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, so, and then I have uh, – I normally don't like to be – when it comes to picking your draft slot, I don't really like the pressure because uh, it's easy for me to overthink it, right? So, so mm-hmm. I try to – not every year there's, a, you know – not every year is there a situation like this year where Christian McCaffrey is going to be the first pick, no matter what, no matter what draft you're doing what format. When you say new
1: situation, you mean a white guy going one?
0: <laughs> Not exactly, but that is, a, that is also a new situation. Um, so th- there's been years in the past where I like the guy who most people have third, and I would probably take him first. Um, last year being one of those years where I actually liked Zeke at one, um, and mm-hmm. most people didn't. So there, if I had the first pick last year, there's a chance that I could have gotten cute and taken three and who knows what would have happened. So I, I don't like those types of responsibilities. Well, I do,
1: I do want to talk about that because we had this kind of discussion in 2018 as well. But first, what I, I want to do, I have this chart in front of me. And what everybody doesn't know is we have all the links open to the past six drafts. So you can see this and you could probably take a more educated guess right now. But what I did is I took a chart of all the 12 current owners in the league and I just, it was a real simple chart from 2014 to 2019. What pick did they have in the first round? And then I took the average of their picks by owner and I sorted it from low to high. And then for a guy like Kelson or Rico or Dan who haven't been around for all six years, I divided it by the number of years they've been in the league, but I also did the franchise average. So like team four or whatever it is, has not always been Kelson, but it has always been a team because we've always had 12 teams. So, whether it was Mike or Springy making those picks or for Dan Yen, if it was Hanani or for Rico, it was Kev. We've always had those picks. So I have the average total pick position for uh, what I called franchises and then by owner. And I also put together the highest anyone's ever picked, the lowest anyone's ever picked, the times in the top three by franchise and the times in the top six by franchise. So without take – take an educated guess on who you think has had the best – the highest, uh, the highest up average draft position by owner, and then who you think usually is the lowest, picking towards the bottom. So
0: for the highest pick, picking closer to one, for some reason I remember Coco Bear and Tim having high picks. Um, okay. And I know for a fact
1: that the answer to the lowest is going to be Tyler. Yes, the answer – so, I mean, that one's uh, easy. We've talked about that one in advance. Who do you think would be 11, just for a more
0: random guess? I'm going to say Justin Cox.
1: Wow, spot on. That's exactly right. Cox is 11, Tyler is 12. Now, the difference between Cox and Tyler is about two full picks, and we can talk about that in a second. Can you name the six guys – or actually – who has had the number one overall pick? There have been six number one overall picks. It's not six guys, but they're all still in the league. Okay.
0: So I'm actually looking at 2019. So
1: that one, I know Tim <laughs> had it. Yep. I know I had it. Right. And I'll tell you that I, Tim had it in 2016. Okay. So he had it twice.
0: Um, I, I remember Coco picking at the top. So I'm going to guess that Coco had the number one pick one year. Perfect. That's where it gets fuzzy. Um. Have I had the number one pick twice? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, th- I thought I could fool
1: you and did not remember. <laughs> no, that. I
0: took uh, Antonio so, Brown
1: and then I took David Johnson. So you had the first pick from 2015 through 2019. I'm sorry. You just got all the guys from 15 through 19. You're missing 2014, and I don't expect you to remember it. I think if you put a gun to my head and I really thought hard about it, I would remember who it was only because I remember – the player that was taken one overall, there was a trade agreed upon for him, like weeks two or three, maybe even earlier into the season, and then that player was suspended for the rest of the season. And so the trade ended up that we nullified the trade. Both owners agreed that they don't want to go through it, obviously. But it was Adrian Peterson went first overall and then got suspended for uh, beating us out with a switch. You remember that?
0: Uh, I remember his suspension. I don't remember him being number one pick. Yeah, so oh no, I took. Dan uh, Shannon took him. I took Adrian Peterson with the first pick.
1: Peterson went one like that three drafts. There was a
0: different league that I took um Antonio Brown number one.
1: Yeah. Well, Dan Shannon took Peterson, agreed to trade him to Mike, and then like a uh, 30 minutes later, Antonio Brown was suspended and Mike was freaking out. Actually I think I think Mike was like, look, if I have to take him, I'll take him, but Dan was like, no, well don't need to we don't need to do that trade. But the highest overall owner, you guessed, was was Zach or Tim, mm-hmm. right? Tim's a good guess because Tim's had the first pick twice, and he's picked in the top three three times. Uh, but he picked 11th in 2014 and 8th in 2018, so oh he's second. The person who pit, who has the best value also picked top three and top six the same number of times as Tim, but it's Klein. Klein has had the second overall pick three times. Oh, wow. I
0: guess I don't really yeah, remember and- that.
1: So Klein, in those years, took Le'Veon Bell in 2015, Lashawn McCoy in 2014, and Le'Veon Bell also in 2018. I uh, that was the holdout year, right? Yeah, it was right. I remember that pick. I was yeah. very so, surprised but, by that. But you and Tim have. Uh, had the first pick twice, so you're third. I was surprised that I was fourth. I picked in the top four three times. I picked, I picked seven, four, two, four, six, and ten. And last year I had the option between pick six and pick ten, and I chose ten. So if I had picked six, I would have always been in the top half of the draft, except I guess I was seven. I wouldn't have been any worse than seven, though, so I've been pretty high. The only other outlier, Dan Shannon, has been one, two, three, and then also seven, nine, twelve. So he's been all over the place. Uh, but, of course, I mean, the one thing you have to mention is Tyler Boyd has picked 6, 10, 11, 11,
0: 11, 11. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember that about crazy. Tyler. He always likes to be in that back uh, back part of the first round. Um, and that that's actually um, something that I like to think about when I'm making my selection. So I like to go... Um, I like to look at that second round and see how many guys I like, and right now there's about fifteen, maybe eighteen guys, and you factor in keepers because um, we don't know exactly who's going to be taken. Uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll end up being close to that fifteen mark. So um, unless I, unless I get one of the two running backs that I want at the top, so one or two, right? Um, but if I get one or two, I can
1: just, I can forget about that, you know. I feel the same way. I actually like three guys. Okay, And then there's another guy who I don't like only because of... Well, so it's, I'm just going to say it's Dalvin Cook. And two years ago, I was kicking myself for drafting Dalvin Cook. And then last year, I was kicking myself for not drafting Dalvin Cook and said I shouldn't let preconceived biases affect my drafting in future <laughs> years. And now here I am again saying if i have a choice to take the fourth pick i don't even really want it because i don't want to get stuck with Balvin cook again if he falls to four <laughs> but i like those things. like i'm liable to take a receiver at four if i wind up there cuz i don't know how i feel about kamara either and so that like that's so that's where i'm at i kind of am as we do this lottery process i'd ra- i'm either i want to be in the top 3 of choices or I'd just put me at the end and i'll just take whatever i get because because at that point, I don't know if I want to be picking in the back of the draft. And it's because last year I had the choice between six and 10. If I take six, I'm definitely taking a receiver in the first round, which will give me either Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. Probably wouldn't have gone wrong. And then in round two, I would have wanted a running back. And just, I know I loved Chris Carson, and I would have taken Chris Carson for sure. And so – because I, I wanted Chris Carson in round two. It was just too high where I had to pick at 15th overall. So I wind up with Tyreek Hill and Joe Mixon. I'd much rather have had, let's say, Mike Thomas and, uh, and Chris Carson. So now I'm – like I was talking to Tyler this morning when I found out that he picked 11 four straight years. We are talking about the value in the back of the drafts. And I was thinking like, well, I, I, I agree with you. There's definitely value in picking in those spots, but I can't seem to make it work. I was better off picking in the middle of the round.
0: That's uh that's a fair way to look at it. I actually, you know, I don't. I normally don't get the um, the back of the draft. Um, like we just talked about, I'm normally uh up top or in the middle. Um, this year yeah. I'm, I'm I think I'm I'm looking to get uh, into the back of the draft. So, thinking about one or two or ten, eleven, twelve. That's pretty much um, five out of twelve spots. Fun. I'll be happy with. Um, right. So. <laughs>
1: We'll just see how And usually now. you could probably you could probably pick sixth or seventh and still wind up. I mean, I picked eighth last year and I wound up with the tenth pick. Yeah, yep. I know what you
0: mean. Cause you know, some people everybody's philosophy is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um some people want uh, want to be as top heavy as possible. Other people are thinking about um their uh second round picks and even third round picks, and other people have to think about their keepers. So if you have a keeper in round three, um you might want to be top-heavy, but you get your keeper at pick 36 instead of pick 25, and makes a big right. difference.
1: I, last year, the first five picks were the first ones chosen. I think the year before was the first four picks. I don't remember the year before that. but So usually the first four picks go to the first four people. I can bank on Tyler definitely going at the end of the draft. Last year, Tyler had the seventh choice. And I, you and I had run through what we thought the lottery was going to do. And I remember I specifically remember being like, Tyler's going to take a pick at the end of the round. At the back of the draft. And I didn't realize the data really supported that, but it's just obvious that that's what he wants to do. So I, my curiosity is if he gets the third choice, does he go with pick three or pick 12? What do you think?
0: If Tyler has the third choice, uh, looking at his keepers, he's probably going to keep Nick Chubb and Patrick Mahomes. Um, right. So really the, with the rounds that the keepers are in six and nine, you don't really have to factor in the – Draft stop position, and he has one starting running back. I think he will actually, in this scenario, take that third pick um, just to lock down that uh, running back two, and then just hammer yeah. out some wide receivers. Maybe get um, a tight end like uh, Kittle at the back round two If I don't keep him,
1: which he loves doing, so mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: I- he likes making that move, like that kind of move. The, the tight end early, that kind of the, the flyer on the quarterback, like Mahomes, the flyer on the receiver. He's taken a receiver in the third round, all six drafts That's pretty. rattled them off real quick. He took, he took uh, let me see. he picked earlier. He took Antonio Brown in the third round of 2014. The 2014 draft needs to be thrown away. Just needs to be obliterated. There were three quarterbacks taken in the first round. Uh, Sternick took Jimmy Graham 10th. Oh no, you took Jimmy Graham 10th. Hey, yeah, you live and you learn. (laughs) Julius Thomas went second round to Kev Harris. Just another reason why Kev Harris is not in the league anymore. But what else do we have? We have have Manning. I took Manning at seven. Rodgers went eight to Kev. Drew Brees went 12 to Hanani. Eddie Lacy was Tim's pick, and that that was a fine pick. It just flamed out. But 2014 draft is, is brutal. Tyler getting Antonio Brown in the third round notwithstanding. He then took DeAndre Hopkins in the third round. Best value he's gotten, or DeAndre Hopkins has gone since then. Um, He took Demarius Thomas in the third round in 2016, which probably worked out. I don't remember. Third round, 2017, to Terrell Pryor. That had to have been a disaster. The next year, Chris Hogan. That was definitely a disaster. And then this year, Chris Godwin, which really worked out. So – Again, you can definitely find good value in the back of the rounds, but it just is – I mean, he won the league taking Chris Godwin in the third round, and he w- di- and he won the league taking Chris Hogan in the third round, so I, I don't know. It's all a toss-up to me. It drives me nuts.
0: And indeed, all is a toss-up. We do all this prep work. And
1: most of it's for nothing, but it's fun. Well, I mean, I'm going through some stuff here, but let me ask you this. Who do you think – well, we went through the luck a little bit, right? Only four guys in our league have ever had the first overall pick. One, two, three. Three other guys have picked as high as two, and then another three guys have picked as high as three. The highest that Kelson personally has picked is seven, but the highest that any of his previous owners picked was five. Tyler's highest pick was six. But you've got Cox, Dan Yen, and uh, Rico. highest they've ever gone is three. And that wasn't even Dan Yen. Dan Yen picked four the year after. But who do you want? Knowing who's won the league in the past, knowing who's missed the playoffs recently, knowing who you like or who you root against, who do you – actually, let's start with the more fun. Who would it piss you off if they got the first pick? This is uh, one of the easiest questions I've ever been
0: asked in my life, (laughs) and the answer is Tyler. Um, As we mentioned last show, Tyler's won three out of four championships. He always drafts well. He always has a good team. Um, if he started this team with uh, McCaffrey, Chubb, and Mahomes, I would just be very upset. I mean, because it's it's totally impossible to do that in any uh, redraft format this year, um, you know, with a 12-team uh, league size. So it, it's just – I could not imagine having to sit through that. So
1: I, I'm actually surprised you said that. I was expecting you to say Dan Yen, honestly.
0: You know – I root for Dan. Uh, we're rivals in a sense, but at the end of the day, if I don't win this league, I want Dan to win it. Um, I got you. you know, and, that's and not that's, how I feel about Tim. <laughs> for me, that's probably never going to change. Um, but you know, anything could happen. Um, but Tyler, first on I, my list. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I was just going to say, Tyler, I don't, I don't want him to win again. I want him to miss the playoffs this year, next year, maybe the year after, and we can talk after that.
1: Yeah, he's never missed the playoffs. Neither has Cox, and it's actually interesting that they're 11th and 12th in highest pick value, and they both never missed the playoffs. Tyler, of course, has been good. Cox <laughs> Cox has gone 5-8 and, and made the playoffs, but the, I, I don't know. For me, I, I thought about Tyler. Tyler was the first name to pop in my head because he's won two years in a row and three out of four, and we've already discussed that, but Tyler's doing that picking at the end of the round, and I've seen guys like, we always say the guy who has the best keepers is going to win the league, and last year I think, I know I personally thought Tyler, the best keeper, is Mahomes and Chubb, but there was like, well, is Nick Chubb going to be that great? With the, are the Browns going to be that great? Can Mahomes repeat what he did? And then there was Sternick, who had James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, and it was like, well, this is a high power Steelers offense, and then Sternick traded up to get Saquon Barkley again. So after being great the year before, it was like, well, Sternick's going to wind up being pretty good again. And so I remember being most afraid of Sternick and not wanting him to have the first overall pick because, oh, so that's right. So it's, uh, on the ESPN app, it says Zeke went first overall. but It was actually Saquon because those two traded, but it doesn't reflect that on here. It would reflect that on the, uh, the draft software. But Sternick traded up, and it pissed me off that Sternick had the first pick. Who do, oh, that's interesting, actually. Who do I think – who should I put had the first overall pick last year? Tim won it, but Sternick selected it. How would you rule it? Was that? it a
0: pre-draft trade or was it an
1: after-the-draft trade? Yeah, yeah, they traded like two weeks before the draft. If drafts, they traded, then I, that, that goes to Sternick with the first pick, in my book. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to change this file here, and I'm going to see what happens to this. But that changed my answer a little bit because I thought Tim had had it twice. And te- I mean, technically he has, but he gave it to Sternick. But I didn't really want either you or Tim to get it. One, because you guys are the two that I talk to the most about fantasy football, but also because you both have had it twice. And now, again, knowing that Tim's only had it once, changes that a little bit. But Tyler was third on my list. I think, again, it actually, it wouldn't bother me if Sternick got it because, going back to my original point, having the best keepers doesn't always guarantee you the best success. Sternick ended up with the first pick and two great keepers, and he didn't make the playoffs. And I know that he is upset with the way that I ridiculed him last year in the previews, but the results are what they are. I mean, I didn't like the drafts and it didn't work out. I, I really lambasted him for the Kareem hunt pick. And that actually worked out pretty well. I was wrong about that for sure. There was just so much other stuff that, that didn't work out. I guess to your point though, the difference is Tyler is not going to screw it up. If he gets the first pick of the draft. So you probably, I, I think I'll change my answer to Tyler.
0: What about uh, on the other side? Who who do you want to see? get that first pick
1: i think kelson or rico one of the guys that we said were only about fun last year because <laughs> one it would be just enjoyable a fun coalition but, yeah the, <laughs> exactly the fun coalition but also because it's fun to talk trash to a guy i think rico would be my favorite because rico will give the trash talking right back to you and it would be fun if he had a guy like christian mccaffrey on his team putting up 20 points a week and making it actually difficult to beat him
0: I uh if Kelson won the first pick, it would be fine. Um I can't talk trash to Kelson. He's just so nice. Um, yeah. you know, he, he had a rough year last year. Um but he's getting the hang of it and you know, I, I wanna see him do well or at least do a little better. Um and, and getting the first pick will be a good start for that. Uh Rico, that would be fun too. Um I, I think Rico has all the potential to mess up the first pick um Mm -hmm. you know draft christian McCaffrey first and then draft mark ingram second and you know anything's possible and that would just be a lot of fun to
1: to see that let me pull up bill simmons i'm going to compare this to the nba i think if rico got the first pick it would kind of be like when uh uh, let me make my first point. I think if you get the first pick, it'll be like when LeBron left and the Cavs just kept getting the first pick <laughs> and like the owner is sending his sick son or whatever it was and he's just getting the first pick and it's ridiculous. Uh, I think if Stern, gets the first pick, it'll be a bit like when the Timberwolves got it for me because they've made a series of calamitous decisions that have led them to this position and now it's like they're going to have a good team, but do they really deserve it after what they did the years before? Um. If I get the first pick, it'll be like the Sacramento Kings because that's my team, obviously. I'm trying to come up with a good metaphor for if Rico got the first pick. I'm trying to think of a team that it would just be heartwarming and funny if they got the first pick. Like, it's not New Orleans. I remember when New Orleans got the first pick for Anthony Davis or Washington with John Wall. I was just whatever, you know? I can't – I think if, the, if Tim got it, it would be like Washington. And I was like, oh, that's annoying. I'm going to have to hear about this all through college with John Wall. But I don't know. I can't think of any, any team.
0: Uh, when you when you mentioned the Timberwolves, I had I had actually written down maybe a, three weeks ago some stuff about the Timberwolves draft, you know. In two thousand nine the pick right after the Timberwolves was Steph Curry. In mm-hmm. 2010, took two thousand ten the pick right after the Timberwolves was Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. And two thousand thirteen the pick right after the Timberwolves were CJ McCollum. And wow. uh Exactly. Fun fact about the guys that the Timberwolves took in those drafts,
1: they weren't very good. <laughs> um, I can bet I could name them all. It was Rubio, Flynn, Wesley Johnson, and 2013, I'm not going to be able to get. It. Yeah, that was Trey Burke. He actually got traded, but that was uh, a pick. I think I'm looking at the values right now. Zach Ferguson, that would be cool. He's had it before, and I remember that one was funny because I don't even think he was at the draft at the time that he had to pick. No, because it was at my house, and he and Rico were driving up. Oh, I remember Rico's like that. texting me. He texted us like dramatically with the first pick, Mr. Coco Bear selects <laughs> Todd Gurley or whomever. Well, I think it was Gurley. <laughs> and then Rico didn't show up until like round four. I re- you know who was annoyed by the fact that Rico didn't show up until later? Who was that? Springy was annoyed <laughs> because <laughs> Springy, Springy wanted nothing less than to be sitting in that draft in our apartment in 2018. First of all, his girlfriend went to bed like two rounds in. So he's just sitting in the middle of the room with 11 guys, or however of us were there, at least nine guys who all went to college together. And then Rico and Zach show up, and we stopped the draft for like half an hour so that we could, uh, so everybody could dap up everybody else so that uh, they could eat, so Rico could put us on his Instagram movie and, and do all the things that needed to be done upon his arrival. And I remember Spring was like, ah, you know, it was cool for you guys, but I'm just kind of like, can we just get this over with? This is like a three-hour draft. I don't I don't remember that part of the
0: draft. I do remember uh, unless you guys talked about that, you know, one-on-one afterwards. No, yeah, we talked about it. I remember time. um Coco and Zach being late and uh that day I, I had an uncomfortable seat. I ate some Chinese food that uh didn't agree with me. I hurt my knee playing golf that day, so I was you just in a golf bad. All day. I was in a bad mood. Um all around. I think I, kinda, I kept wanting to trade I, I kept trying to that. trade. I tried to uh there was like a three running backs that went back to back and I was trying to pull off a three way deal that involved Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman and Marshawn Lynch and it just didn't yeah, work you out. had
1: Coleman, right? Didn't you have Coleman? Uh, I had Marshawn Lynch. Uh there was one year where you were shopping somebody forever. It might have been the Well that was the Lions, year I think I may
0: have um kept Tevin Coleman or something like that. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. Somebody who I kept there was one was draft where trade. you kept trying to trade and nobody wanted them and I was like just just give it up. <laughs> one of them might have been you took that was the year I think you took Travis Kelsey too early and you were pissed uh, and it ruined the rest of your night. Let me see, it
0: could have. I know I, I think it up. was because I traded um, Lynch and
1: Kelsey together. 2018, you took your 2019 champion Maurice Oldham and you took Travis Kelsey in the third round, which is a good value. You took him after Travis Kelsey had been taken. And I took Doug Baldwin, the pick, after. I would have much rather had Travis Kelsey than Doug Baldwin. Adam Thielen went after that, and that would have maybe been a better pick because you could have gotten a decent tight end later. But I wound up getting stuck with Evan Ingram. And I think – didn't you and I end up trading for Travis Kelsey? I don't remember. We're not going to even be able to to confirm that. But I thought that you and I had worked out a deal so I could get Kelsey. I can't remember. But that ruined your – you were pissed about that. You were so mad that you traded uh, Travis Kelsey. Or drafted Travis Kelsey in round three.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it happens. I, I I make mistakes. I'm not perfect.
1: I didn't have Travis Kelsey. I had O. J. Howard, Cam Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. I so I sent you this this stat. It's useless, but there's almost 500 million different outcomes for the draft, and. I don't know. I, mean, I I love the process of finding out who's going to pick where almost as much as I love figuring finding out who's going to pick who at what spot. Can you get so, a? Um,
0: I guess no. You can't get a, a table with 500 million different results. I was gonna say. I wonder if you could get no. it all written out and pick which which number will be the actual winner. Like two million. Well, I tried to build a table.
1: <laughs> I tried to build a table that would tell me the percent chance of you getting a certain pick as the races go on. So if we did five races. You start out with an eight point or whatever the math. I can't even remember. I stared at it for so long. It's like an 8.3 repeating percent chance of getting each pick, right? Because as it stands, you have a one in 12 chance of getting any pick in the draft. But I was hoping that as the numbers t- totaled up and it kept track of what place you were in and also the chances of select of getting one through 12 in the next four trials, three trials, two trials, what your percent chance of landing a pick is. And I have gotten the table to basically work like a standard deviation where one is the neutral value. And then you're just either a, you're a certain number away from one, either you're one away from one or you're 0.33 or you're 0.45 away. And it goes on up, uh, Positive and negative, and it's really just terrible. It doesn't tell you anything. You might as well just look at the standings. But I really wanted that. Like, I texted you because look, the NBA draft lottery team X has a 14% chance of the first pick, but also a 13% chance of the second and third, and a 9% chance of the fourth, something like that. Um, that obviously doesn't total up to a hundred, but you get my point. I wanted something to that effect and I read all the math, but I just, there's just no way to be able to do it on Excel in a way that somebody of my expertise can, can grasp. And I really don't feel like chatting with an Excel expert, though. I did Google that.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um, I am looking for, go,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was all I was going to say is, where do you want to pick? I was going to move on, so what am I most forward to? Go ahead I want to pick
0: for for a selection spot I want to pick relatively early um so we we did establish that I have five spots that I um will be comfortable drafting from, and uh, I think from a selection standpoint, I'd like to pick third or fourth. give me a little bit of wiggle room mm-hmm um and with those uh with those draft picks that i had in mind you know if i if one two three gets taken boom no problem i'll go straight to 12 um but you know something along those lines uh, or if something else happens if we get some um one twelve eleven um now that i'm saying it out loud the anything in the top five i'll be i'll be fine with
1: I don't expect you to be too transparent on this, so I think I'll just go through it. I like I like McCaffrey, I like Barkley, and I like Zeke. Uh, so I'd be fine with any of those three. At that point though, when you're at four, I like I said, I'm not crazy about Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry or Kamara. I do like Michael Thomas. So at if I had to have four, like if, if I'm the f- sixth choice and for some reason I'm one, two, three, twelve, eleven, I'd probably go with four. Um, I might even take four over 11 and just wind up with Mike Thomas or maybe somebody takes a receiver and the running back falls to me or something weird happens depending on who's picking in front of me. Because, I don't know, last year I fell a lot. I really liked Tyreek Hill. But this year I'm just iffy on a lot of these back-of-the-first-round receivers and I feel a little bit better because I have Lamar and I feel really good about the fact that I have Lamar and then I have one of the receivers that I'm going to keep. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to wind up just punting on one of my positions. And I feel like because I already have a receiver that I think is pretty good at a good value, I might load up on the receivers earlier. I change my strategy every year, and it usually never works. The best team I've ever had is the one where I took Peyton Manning in round one, and I took Reggie Bush in round three. So, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I, like, uh, I like Hill still, Tyreek Hill. I'm, I'm whatever on Julio Jones. I'm at the back of the round. I'd probably take Chris Godwin or Mike Evans if I could. I Godwin. Who do you think is gonna have the better year of the Bucs receivers? We don't need to go too deep on the Bucs, but Godwin or Evans. Top. Of the line.
0: I actually think it's gonna be Mike Evans. Yeah, everyone's big
1: on Godwin right yeah. now, but it's all about touchdowns. And everyone's like, "Well, Brady likes the underneath slot receiver." I don't know, Brady also likes the big target outside who he can throw to quick. Yeah, sideline.
0: I, I, I think um, you know a little back shoulder action of Mike Evans yeah. is gonna be. Um, that's gonna be a lot of that in twenty twenty. Um, yeah. but going on to the uh pick selection, you know, I, I like um I like McCaffrey and I like Kamara at the top. Um You like Kamara, I'm I surprised. do. And after that, um it's not gonna be the end of the world if I draft a Zeke or a Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry. It's just not my ideal start. Um yeah. so and I do like those late first round running backs. Um, you know. Where is that list? Uh, you know, when you're talking about um, – well, Chubb is going to be capped, but uh, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, um, even uh, Kansas City, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You know, he's he's a yeah. guy who's he's going to be drafted early. Um, he's somebody – well, if he's there – if I'm at 12-13, uh, you know, I'm not going to get him in the third round. Consider taking him there. Um I think I'm looking running back early, and uh, yeah, it's something I normally don't do. Um, normally, because a lot of people do running back early, I I try to get at least one running back in the first two rounds. This year, I think I'm looking at two,
1: but you know, there's still plenty of time to figure that out. One thing that's kind of a shame. I'm keeping Lamar. Tyler's definitely going to keep Mahomes. I shouldn't say definitely, but as a sixth round pick, I'd be surprised if he didn't. I would love to know. And we can talk about this more if when we do a draft preview pod, but who the first quarterback's going to be taken, and when and when do you think Lamar would have been taken because there's no we have too many Ravens fans for Lamar to last oh, pass Rico race.
0: would draft him in the first round yeah. I'm I'm thousand percent sure. sure of that
1: and I wouldn't even make fun of him for it because again, yeah, I mean this, my that's best team has the guy quarterback that's the guy to deal yeah. with. Yeah, I, I everyone's like, well, there's going to be some gr- regression to the mean. Well, what's the mean? We have no <laughs> idea what the mean is. Like, the mean versus for everybody else. Is, like is It'd be like if in the steroid era at the very beginning. you be like, yeah, home runs will regress to the mean. But then they just blew up because everybody was on steroids. Like, I don't know. I think that saying that stuff is just a math nerd answer. And then when he exceeds the expectations, it's like, this guy's otherworldly. But really, it's just because everyone's relying on the math aspect of it. But I think – You're right. I think Lamar – I think if Rico had a chance to then pick in the back of the first round, he would take Lamar and then not risk it and then take a guy in the second round. But there's no way that Lamar makes it out of the first 30 picks. Or I'm sorry, first 20 picks if he's available. So what do you think about Mahomes? What if Mahomes is available? I think Mahomes could make it maybe to round three.
0: Uh, Yeah, right around that –
1: The top of round three,
0: you know, so somebody Mm -hmm. drafts a running back, a receiver, and they're on their third-round pick, and maybe they take a quarterback there. Um, Yeah. I was looking at – I think we're going to have six quarterbacks kept this year.
1: Well, where's – so Dak is – Dak, who has Dak? I just looked at it. Rico. Rico has Dak and probably should keep him because he took Brady in the sixth, which was ridiculous, and then wound up with Dak. And I got to make sure that these draft slots are right, but – I have it that that Prescott was taken in the tenth round, and yeah, that's when he took him. He took Dak in the tenth, and he's the third quarterback, so he should be capped, which is kind of a bummer because I like Dak a lot. I guess I have my quarterback, but uh, Russell Wilson's the only question mark for me. Where's he? What's his value? Fifth round for Klein? Probably not. So just based on what else he has, um, I, I think he has really
0: three guys he can um, look at, and I think Damian Williams, I think Wilson's one of
1: them. So. I would maybe I wouldn't keep Wilson. I would maybe take a flyer on Noah Font at fourteenth round, and then just hope that he can. Because I saw some stat today that Matthew Barry wrote in the one hundred facts column that was like comparing George Kittle's rookie year to Noah Fance, and that's ridiculous. It's a fact that they're very even numbers, but it's you know that's completely different apples to oranges. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know the fourteenth round. But, whatever.
0: Um, Noah Fant's really fast, and he got a lot of yards after reception last year. Um on a, on a low number of catches, which is similar to what Kittle did his rookie year.
1: Yeah. Um, Their catches were like three apart. Their yards were very close. So it was all that stuff. We could
0: go on um, all day about keepers, and we will do that in another episode. But I did want to wrap yeah. up um, this episode with uh, the, the actual lottery uh, show itself. Um, mm-hmm. Wanted to ask you, what's going to happen Wednesday night? Um, what are some, what are some funny things that might take place?
1: <sighs> I'm, I'm, I want to, I'm still looking at it. looks like, yeah, you're right. Kyler, Deshaun, the quarterback is going to be very interesting, but we'll talk about that later. Zoom. So I, you know, back before sports were canceled, I was on zoom. We use Microsoft teams all the time. Yeah, me too. And I liked that. Does zoom have a chat function? Yes. Okay. So that's going to be, that's going to be key. I think that'll be for the draft night, but I think for the lottery process. So I have used Zoom or Zoom-like apps multiple times. I'm sure you have yep. too, right, for your job. Every day. I'm sure a guy like Dan Yen has, yes. like guys like that. Um, I don't know if a guy like Sternick uses Zoom very much. Uh, Rico definitely doesn't use Zoom. And I just wonder who's going to have the most technical difficulty with Zoom. I, I don't know. Maybe nobody will, but I just there has to be somebody who can't figure it out. Right? I
0: think there's going to be something funny where someone um, is using zoom on their phone and they go to text someone else and it like pauses their video. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, back and forth. Maybe if somebody doesn't use a computer for work a lot and they're just
1: doing it on yeah. their phone. I didn't even remember that you could do zoom on your phone. Yeah. People will probably do yeah, You can. I think that, I, I don't know. I wrote down these, these things for you about talking. Like, who's going to talk too loud? Who's the last to show up? The last to show up, let's say, besides Tyler and Rico, because they might be late. So who do you think? The last to show up,
0: I think it's The, the low-hanging fruit, be... the easy
1: answer is is Zach, but I don't think Zach will be the last to I show up. I think
0: it's going to be Nick Klein. Okay. Um, I could see a scenario where he, he says, you know, Wednesday afternoon, he's like, yeah, I'll be there. And then, you know, Wednesday night, he just forgets, you know, he he seems to be the one who's not as much in the group chat. Um, He probably doesn't probably doesn't think about us as much as we think about him.
1: I think that Klein actually reads every single text. Wow. Okay. And I think he just doesn't interact with it much. Because he responds – when it's time for everybody in the league to respond to something, he responds pretty quick if he responds. Okay, I don't, I don't, and, I don't notice those things, but
0: that's a good – Yeah, uh,
1: I think he does. But see, to your point though, saying all the exact same things that you just said, I'm going to definitely pick Dan Shatton, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going to bet my life. Because here's the thing. If Dan listens to this, also in improbability, Dan is going to say to himself, and he's going to say to Meg, and he's going to say to whatever pet he might own, he's going to say, I am going to show up to that Zoom at 8 o'clock, on the dot for sure to prove me wrong to prove brian wrong and then he is going to completely forget about it like he'll put it on his calendar for like august 15th or whatever like he he'll just completely botch it and then he will be so mad that he will then refuse to show up or he'll he'll
0: do he'll do it on his iphone calendar and then he'll get the alert and he's uh he's like checking out at like whole foods Right, right, right. Like, oh, yeah, shit. like he
1: had, he ordered, uh, he ordered pickup for something <laughs> instead of delivery. He's like, ah, oh, I knew there was a the reason why I needed to get delivery. <laughs> oh, man, definitely that. I think, though, there's going to be somebody who we're doing the races. I explain what it is. They're there the entire time, and then they still have no idea what it means. They win the first race, and they're like, this is great. I'll take the first pick. Thank <laughs> you. They're like, no, we have to do this four more times. Like, what the hell? That'll be Rico. Rico will win the first one. And then he will lose his mind, have the first pick, and then he'll finish like 10th, 9th, 10th, and 12th for the next four races. And he'll just be out of it. That, that's,
0: a great, um, that's a great point. And real quick, one last thing, little predictions. Who do you think is going to be the um, first pick? Who do you think is going to be the 12th pick? Not the, not the actual draft, but the selection process.
1: Uh, let me see, I'm going to literally type in random in Excel and I'm going (laughs) to do this and it didn't work because that's not how you use that function so, oh man let me think who do you, do you have an idea do you have an opinion
0: I think I think it's going to be Dan Shannon with the first selection
1: okay and I think, uh, uh, man, that last selection. Oh man, this is tough. I have a gut feeling about Dan Yen getting the first pick. That's my gut okay. feeling. I also have a, a weird feeling of like, now that we've called out the fact that Tyler picks late every year, this is the year he gets the first pick. Interesting. So that's my thought. If, uh, but of course, I'm going to bet, if I have to bet, the smart money's on Tyler picking 12 because he's always picking late. Though he he weirdly has never picked twelve, but still, I I would still bet on that. I
0: think um, the last selection spot. I think that's gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with you. I'm
1: gonna go with you having the last choice. That's fair. I think that I would take that if the opportunity came. Depending on how it shook out, Cox has picked twelve twice. Dan's franchise, Dan Yens, has picked twelve twice, but the first one was Hanani. So that's tough. So I don't know. You can look at Cox, Tyler. I'll there's like, there's guys who, you know, Zach could have the seventh choice and picks one through six or take it. And he's still taking seven. Like I think (laughs) some guys are just not going to pick 12. So I'm actually going to flip it right back on you. I just, I saw your name and it just popped. I'm going to put it right back to you. I'm going to say that you pick 12. I think you're not going to get one of the top three. And you're gonna pivot. It's gonna be your choice and you're gonna pivot to uh to twelve. Or even you pick third and one and two are gone. You're gonna say, Screw it, I'm taking twelve. And then you're going to text me that you regret it for the next month and a half. Oh, that's gonna happen.
0: No matter where I yeah. no, no matter what I select, I'm gonna
1: regret it. It's just who yeah, I, am. I I'm gonna say Daniel. What okay, random random thought. Top hey, of we'll finish on this. What pick do you think you'll have? Uh nine. Okay. I feel myself getting it like five. I'm usually in the top of the draft and I just see myself winding up with a, a terrible choice, again, like terrible choice of what draft pick, it'll be like five or eight, and I'll just be like, "Screw it, I'll pick higher up this year." So, last thing I'll say is it's hundred uh, dot com one zero zero yardrush dot com. Settings are easy; you just pick twelve guys. Uh, you can type in the names if you really want to. I obviously did. I shuffled everybody a bunch of times. You can change what your guy looks like, what team jersey he's wearing. So I customized that to everyone's favorite team. Um, you have – there's luck, which we're not going to use. It gives everyone a – it gives whomever you add luck to a 5% chance or more of getting double the yardage on a given turn. Um, and then we're doing a minimum of one yard, maximum of six, minimum of one second, maximum of six, at normal speed. And then that's it. I click the button start rush, and then the 12 guys run, and you just hope that your guy wins. And that's – I mean, I think that you should check it out, though. It is actually – it is a pretty cool program. You showed me the program, so I think it's interesting that you Yeah, I saw it. I think you'd it like
0: um, it. I saw it on Twitter, and I thought I understood it. I thought it was a lot more simple than the way you explained it. Not that it's confusing. It's just there's more to it than I thought. I thought it was simple.
1: I thought it was simple when I first did it. I was like, okay, I'll just give them the chance to run 10 yards, and it'll take five seconds. And then I was like, oh, I realized like what the system was doing. And there were a lot of times where – what your settings did, one guy would be thirty yards ahead of everybody else. One guy was taking forever, but I found what I said to you, I was like, I think I found the secret sauce. We're gonna make it like a dice roll and it keeps everybody pretty close, but it also only takes like two minutes. I really tweaked with it a little bit. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Um
0: next episode, episode three, we're gonna discuss some potential rule changes, maybe some rule changes that have been established but not announced, which, you know, who knows what's up the sleeves of the commissioner. Um, and we're going to talk
1: about scheduling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to make the schedule at some point. Probably before the lottery. And if I publish it, I publish it. But I'll probably at least do it before the lottery happens.
0: That sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as always, thank you and have a great What are day. you doing tonight? What's
1: the rest of your night looking like? Oh, what
0: am I doing? I'm going to do my homework. I... Awesome. I'm in, uh, <laughs> I'm in grad school and I'm almost done. I'll be done at the end of the year. Um, I also have homework. I'm going
1: to do Jill's homework. I do her history <laughs> homework for her. Basically, the first day, so real. I know you probably have to go. I'm sure that you have something going on, but I'm just watching another race, which uh, Rico won, Cox came in second, and you came in third. Uh, but she has to read a quick essay or answer one of three prompts that have essays that go with them and they're very short and then you just write a quick discussion paragraph and then you would reply to somebody else's paragraph and i'm proud to say that i am the smartest kid in this university of memphis <laughs> history class that's going on i don't want to get her in trouble because obviously this podcast has millions of downloads and say that i'm doing her homework for her she you know she she does it i just am there to help out but obviously uh I'm only saying that so she doesn't get kicked out of me- like Derrick Rose. You know, somebody did his testing for him, so he went to Memphis. That's sort of Jill's like the Derrick Rose right now. Uh, one day she'll so the have to me. nullify. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what I have gone, and I'll probably vacuum the apartment before she gets home from work. So it looks like I was productive today. Look at you. And then, yeah, you know, I fake it till you make it, man. That that's I live my life that way.
0: Um, I get a lot of compliments at work. I'm not really sure why, and I
1: think it's because I'm pretty good at faking it. So, what are you watching right now? I'm gonna—I've been binging Big Bang Theory on HBO Max. I have no other ideas.
0: Oh, uh, I'm watching New Girl. Um, okay. Like Scott, I just discovered that show. It's very funny. Similar. Um, I—I'm also watching Scrubs, which I've watched bits and pieces of it, but now yeah. I'm starting to um, binge it. Um.
1: That's about it right now. Um, New Girl and Big Bang Theory definitely have a lot of parallels. So posse comedy that mostly takes place in an apartment. It's just there's one girl and a bunch of guys, except in one show the guys are all nerds and in <laughs> one show the guys are all jocks. Yeah, that's,
0: a, that's a good. I never compared them like that. I used to love Big Bang Theory and it,
1: it sort of just fell off my radar. And Well, it's 12 seasons. Yeah. I think I'll watch like five and then I, I get the point. I might skip ahead to season 12 and see how it ends, but... Yeah, I when we were in college I stopped following
0: it. Yeah, I think that's I think I did the same thing. I bought a um yeah. Sheldon Cooper
1: Bazinga t-shirt at a high school senior week. <laughs> I bought a shirt that said don't be a richard with Richard Simmons on it. <laughs> I think Richard Is Richard Simmons the guy who does the workouts? Yes, yes he is. Yeah. And then people would be like, "Oh, like don't be a dick." And I'm like, "Yeah, do that exactly, <laughs> yes." Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to stretch this podcast out to about an hour to feel like a real podcaster. So I'm glad that you shared uh, with me for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be about four minutes short, but you know, maybe I'll throw some. That's okay. Throw some sound effects at yeah. the end. We'll just get it. E- <laughs> we'll do an exit song, but it'll just be a full song. I could throw an ad in the middle. We'll see. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, we we will have presenting sponsors. We got to do some ads. Uh, our sponsors are going to be are going to be really furious, but. Oh well, we'll get them. We'll get them double next episode. <laughs> it sounds that sounds good. Have. Unless unless you find the time to throw one in, but we did have a bunch of people reach out, a bunch of companies, major businesses. So, yeah, I mean we're we're the the companies
0: are bidding and we're just sitting back watching. Um, the the
1: the price just keeps going up and right because promising first episode. How many downloads did we have? How many listens do you think we have Oof. for the first podcast?
0: <sighs> you know. My thing says um, six, and right. that's like what they do. I would have bet six. What they, what they do is they they put six there, but you know what they don't tell you is that it's like actually in thousands. Um, so right. we're at about six thousand right.
1: right now with no ad, right. with
0: no no press, no advertisements, no
1: none of that. Um, and they also don't tell you how many people are listening to it at one time. Like I would imagine. These guys in our league are playing this at their office of dozens of people. Everybody's hearing this. This is going over loudspeakers. For example,
0: Dan Yen, he works at a college and is living on campus. He plays it. His whole entire hall hears it. Um, that, That counts as
1: one stream. So Exactly. Exactly. Um, where Tim is working at a summer camp and I think he that's part that's one of the activities that they rotate. Like one the area, people are shooting goals, one area, people are shooting free throws, and the other they're sitting around in a circle listening to our podcast.
0: That uh I actually didn't know about that. So Tim, thank you for uh sharing this with your um with your little children. Hopefully they get uh right. maybe
1: one day they'll be uh in their own fantasy
0: league with their own college friends. <laughs>
1: They should be so lucky to compare (laughs) with a league like always sunny in Emmitsburg. It was great talking to you, man. Take care, buddy. See you later.